You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Good morning. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM. ESPN New York, uh, of course, a whole bunch to do on this Tuesday edition. Uh, you know the deal, of course, one hour. We take you up until 6 o'clock, 60 minutes to run through it all. Gee, I wonder what we'll talk about today. The number, you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. Well, we'll talk to you at 1-800-919-3776. We're on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Daily poll question is up for today. We'll get to that in a little bit. But, of course, where to begin? Well, I guess where to begin today. Have you ever made a resolution? Have you ever said to yourself, you know what, there's this this characteristic about myself I have got, maybe it's lose weight, maybe it's exercise, maybe it's read more, whatever it is. I have to change this about myself. New Year's obviously is a very popular time for resolutions, and they usually last, what, like a week, maybe a month, usually not, maybe a couple of weeks. And quarantine time has been a popular time for resolutions, right? At least in the beginning, right? Remember in the first few weeks, you might be uh, looking outside your window, you'd see your neighbor's who you didn't even know existed. Oh, who's this guy? Oh, that guy lives two houses down. Who knew? Uh, and you'd see them out walking or exercising, new, brand new workout gear, running for a block or two. Good for them. Have you seen them lately? Probably not. You know, at some point, the one millionth walk around the block is not getting it done. So it feels like every single day, just from my own perspective, we get done with the show. And I think to myself, well, you know what? Look, I'm a huge baseball fan, but I just can't do it anymore. I can't talk about it anymore. It's all talked out. I've run through the list of offenses on both sides. I have uh, put a pox on both houses. And tomorrow, we got to look at something different. We got to talk about something new. We got to talk about something fresh. I just can't do it anymore because I get done with the show and I feel like, all right, we've hit on everything. We have taken the fruit and we've squeezed all the juice out and there's nothing left. But then somehow, some way, against all odds, Major League Baseball figures out a way to screw things up just a little bit more in the 23 hours before the next show. It actually, if you take a step back, it's really kind of impressive how embarrassing they are because usually right like you walked out of your house and you tripped down the stoop on the way to the car all right you know that's as bad as it gets but then they get in their car and they crash the car into a tree and then they get out of the car and they start walking and they accidentally knock into grandma and then at this state i mean by now they're cra- crashing into things, creating a fire. I, it's every single day. You think to yourself, well, it can't get any worse than that. And then somehow, again, against all odds, they screw it up somehow more than the day before. It's only incrementally. It's only tiny little bits. But at this point, tiny little bits every single day is quite a bit. Someone says something, someone does something, someone brings up a point that has not been brought up before, and you think to yourself, geez, I didn't think that that was possible. 
when it comes to screwing things up anymore, the impossible is I am possible. <laughs> it's amazing how every single day they can find a way. Can't figure out a way to work together, but they can figure out a way to get somehow just a little further apart. So as you might remember, five days ago, five, not a week, not a month, not six months, five days ago, Major League Commissioner Rob Manfred was on ESPN. Remember the baseball draft? Oh, great times. And back then, five days ago, said 100% there is going to be a baseball season. Quote, I can tell you unequivocally, we are going to play baseball this year. I don't know. That seems pretty set in stone. Last night, Rob Manfred back on ESPN. So, Rob, may I call you Rob? How are things going? It's just a disaster for our game. Um, absolutely no question about it. Um, it, it shouldn't be happening. Um, and it's important that we find a way to get past it and get the game back on the field for the benefit of our fans. That was five days ago, not even a full week. And I guess you're just left to, to wonder, how can you possibly be this incompetent and be the leader? Like, look, every organization has some people that are not uh, cut out to be the, the person running the show. But this is the leader of the baseball owners. This is the guy who's running the show for them, this billion-dollar organization. Five days ago, 100%. Last night, yeah, it's a disaster. That seems like quite a change in tone. Now, the reason for the change is that the league, according to reports, expects that if they do just institute the schedule, that the players' union will, will file a grievance. Well, in the words of the great philosopher Napoleon Dynamite, well, like, duh, how could you not? This is just dawning on you now? This is just dawning on you now. Yes, of course. When you're in a protracted uh, negotiation between two sides and you have some clause that can force the other side to do something, that's probably the worst case that you could go to. And you probably should only go to that if you have no other resort. But unfortunately, baseball has been negotiating as if that was their end game all along. Now, again, maybe it wasn't. It's tough to say that with 100% certainty, given the level of incompetence. I don't even know if they even have an end game. I'm assuming they do, but God, boy, it's, it's, it's cloaked in uh, real secrecy at this point. And I'm not going to pretend I know all the back and forth, all the ins and outs of the negotiations. But how can you be this far down the road, like past the road, like off in the trees, and not be able to, to read the room? You didn't think that ordering the players to do something would be like the worst possible approach? Wow. Just, uh, again, every day. And I'm sure tomorrow will be something, be something different. Hey, have you ever seen me fall off this mountain? No, don't fall. Don't go near the mountain. No, look, I'm just going to fall. If you're going to bluff, 
which it certainly seems like the owners were bluffing about canceling the season. Now, maybe this, this is this is going to further entrench their position, right? That there was already a faction of owners who felt comfortable canceling the season to get the, the system that they really want. But if you're going to bluff, you have to expect on the list of possible outcomes that someone might actually call your bluff. And look, this is not to credit the Players Association too much. I also love how Rob Manfred, when he's presenting his his side of the thing, it, it's almost like he's like uh, reserved from it. He's he's uh, d- distant from it, as if it's not on him. Oh, you know, it is a real disaster. Yeah, Rob, you're part of the disaster. And this, again, is not to credit the Players Association too much. They might not be as bad, but they're not any better either. And and part of the real issue, and Michael Kay, I thought this brought this up perfectly yesterday, that the Players Association has led the players to believe that that March agreement is set in stone about 100% of their salaries, when it seems pretty obvious that it was contingent upon fans playing in the stands. And it also seems pretty clear that for the Players Association's management, that since they got their heads handed to them in the last round of negotiations, when was that, 2016, 2015, whatever it was, that they have went into this as a way to get back at the owners. So Rob Manfred makes his statement last night, and of course, Tony Clark puts out a statement right after it, saying, oh, wow, the players are disgusted at Rob Manfred. Dude, we're almost equally disgusted at you, too. I mean... Take a look around. Global pandemic, death, social unrest, protests, riots, unemployment, political environment. And and yet the the, the owners and players, hey, can you believe those guys over there? Wolf, they're the worst. I mean, read the room. I didn't even mention the murder hornets. Listening to these two sides, I might welcome the murder hornets in a couple of weeks. But you know what? In the end of it, and it's kind of the way, way I've come into this since uh, for a while, it comes back to the owners, and it comes back to Rob Manfred. And really, with his statement last night that now he's not confident that there will be a baseball season, either he was lying when he said 100% we will play baseball, which is bad, or he legitimately didn't realize the actual situation, which is worse. Right? Like, it's his job to not only do the negotiating, not only to get all the owners on the same page, but also to read the environment. And either way you look at it, the environment is a mess, a mess that Manfred has a major hand in. And it's hard to envision a way that they can screw it up any anymore. It is hard to envision a way they can screw it up anymore. But the old line The best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. So I'm guessing if you are wondering how it can get any worse, just give it another 23 hours and they'll figure out a way. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So we went back to baseball for the poll question again today. I'm hoping by tomorrow we'll come up with something different. I apologize. It just seems like the, the most obvious topic and the one that keeps putting itself right on the the, the front uh, of the, uh, the 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 rundown. When you have Rob Banford, I mean, five days 
He can't keep his story straight. Five days from going from one side to completely the other side. Because if he's saying that he's doubtful or he's not confident, that's basically saying that they might have, there's a very good possibility there, there's not going to be a season. And look, again, this might just be all negotiating tactics. I get it. But given the way things have gone, given the way that neither side has been willing to compromise in any single way, I mean, they are two sides of the same coin, boy. So baseball is right there, front and center again for the poll question, and it is. Rob Manfred said last night he is not confident there will be a 2020 Major League Baseball season. So if the season does get canceled, how will you feel? Will you be A, devastated, B, disappointment, C, I'll live? Twitter is uh, where, of course, the daily poll question is located, on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. And it is... Rob Manfred last night said he's not confident there will be a 2020 baseball season. So if the season is canceled, how will you feel? Devastated, disappointed, I'll live. Well, I, look, when you put up some of these poll questions, you kind of know what the, the winning answer is going to be. And it's just a, uh, a question of just how overwhelming will that win be? At least so far, I'm not surprised that I'll live is leading. I'm actually kind of surprised that it's not higher. Right now, it's about 50% of people saying that I'll live. Uh, that number is only going to grow. Uh, given the environment of the world, given the environment uh, of sports right now, and the fact that even when baseball, if baseball were to have some uh, amazing about face and come back, they're going to be coming back at the same time as everybody else. The reason why it's it was set up and, and why it's such a, a, a missed opportunity by baseball was if they had been able to actually get out of the house and get in the car and go driving together is because they would have had the road all to themselves. They would have had the landscape all to themselves. Again, remember, they were supposed to be back, at least optimistically, July 4th. If they had been back July 4th, it seems pretty clear. All right, yes, the golf is back, the NASCAR is back, UFC, but it would still be about a month before the NBA would be returning. It would still be a while before the hockey is back. And they would have the, the, the stage on a regular basis, day in, day out, all to themselves. And that's the missed opportunity. And now it's just degrees of how bad it is, right? Like you've already blown the opportunity to kind of revitalize your sport, kind of maybe get some new eyeballs that weren't there already. That's That opportunity is out the window. And now it's just how much of a disaster is it going to be? Is it going to be... A big disaster, as it looks like right now, or is it going to be a colossal disaster that it's going to take years and years and years to recover from? If you ever recover. I, I don't know. I love when they do these news segments and they're asking, you know, the, the baseball insider about this part of it or that part of it. And you learn stuff, and that, that's important. I, I don't think that any of us, as just a, a TV viewer, take off my 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 small media hat in this i don't think as as a viewer we need to know how this is going to impact the future cba negotiations i mean they're 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 strangling each other over the conference table just hands around each other's necks well you know i don't think this is going to bode very well for lunch next week i don't think these guys are going to yeah, no, I don't think that it will. I don't think that any negotiations. Let's let's figure out the now, right? Let's let's worry about the the the, the instant right now, and, and worry about down the road, down the road. 
right? Yeah, I, I'm assuming everybody realizes if they can't agree on a, a T-shirt color, uh, they're not going to be able to buy a house together, right? I mean, like the, the CBA a year from now is not really the most pressing concerns. And you don't have to be a baseball fan to realize if they can't get back on the field this season and they're going to cancel the season this season, then, yeah, that probably doesn't bode well for down the road. It's not just like the health and safety concerns. All right, let's get some calls in early. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. Let's go out to uh, Matt is in Queens. Matt, what's going on, my man? Good morning, Gordon. I'm a little confused. I'm hoping you can clear it up for me. Oh, God, I don't know, Matt. We'll see. Let's try. All right. I believe Manfred said last night on the program that the owners are now willing to pay the players their full prorated salary for the number of games played. Am I correct in that? Uh, I do believe that that is what he said. I I don't know if I have that cut. Um, Where is that cut? Do we have that cut, Brian, that he said that he would play the pay the players 100% of their salaries? I don't know if we have that or not. All right. All right, so let, let, let's assume that that's correct, that the owners mm-hmm. are going to pay the players their full prorated salary. So what else do the players want? I mean, I don't understand. Well, I mean, there's going to be other issues that pop up as well. I mean, that's the that's the one that the the owners have not been willing to, to come up with. And, and the problem, Matt, and thanks for the call, is that at this point, even if they were to say, all right, we'll pay you uh, the 100% of the prorated salary, but that the games are going to be decided by the commissioner. It's not going to be a negotiated settlement. That's the real issue. You understand what I'm saying? Like the, the players, the owners feel like if, if Rob Manfred, even though he has the right because of the March agreement to, to institute the, the season, the, the schedule, he has that right based on the agreement they had back in March. The owners feel that, that the players will immediately file a grievance and then it'll become, uh, you know, an issue for either arbitration or the courts or whatnot. So they want to, Baseball is at least presenting it that they want to work out a settlement with the players where they don't have to just institute, all right, it's 50 games, it's 48 games, it's 52 games. So just saying it's great now that they're willing to say, if they did, that they are going to pay 100% of the prorated salaries. But that's not the only issue. Because if it means, all right, we'll pay you the 100% of the salaries, but it's only for 50 games – the owners feel pretty confident, and it seems like that this has been the way it's been lined up for a while, is that the the environment is so poisoned between the two sides that the players want to get – they probably feel like and, – and history will tell you that when they go to the courts, players generally do okay. So they probably feel like, you know what, if we take this to the courts, we'll get our, we'll get our whole salaries based on the, the agreement back in March. So it's not, I mean, yeah, it, the 100% of the salaries is a major sticking point and has been because the, the play, uh, the owners have not been willing to do that. Uh, but just because they say that now doesn't mean like, oh, everything that happened before, ah, water under the bridge. Let's get it done, guys. Again, I mean, this was supposed to be handled. The fact that this is the, the, the glacial pace that things are moving at, uh, is not a good sign that, um, that they're going to be able to uh, to get this done. All right, Brian, you know what? Uh, let's play um, a little bit more of the Manfred. I can't believe I'm actually saying this. What is the next move, according to Rob Manfred, in this uh, back and forth with the players? Here's Rob Manfred. Well, we're going to try to open um, a, a, a line of communication w- with the MLBPA. 
Uh, we'll be communicating uh, with them in writing today about um, some of the things that need to be done in order to cooperatively get back on the field. And we're hopeful that we'll get a more positive response um, to that overture. All right, there's Rob Manfred. And then let's play, uh, what's the long one? Um, what are the owner's interest in this situation? Um, the, the clubs are interested in one thing. The clubs are interested in finding a way back on the field, and it remains their strong preference to get back on the field with an agreement or at least the cooperation of the players. All right, so there's Rob Manfred from last night. So there's nothing that he said last night that's, uh, so far as I know, that he's uh, that they will pay 100% of the salaries. If I'm missing that, well, that, that's on me. Uh, I know, I mean, the only thing that he said 100% of is there's going to be 100% uh, there's going to be a baseball season and he said that five days ago and now <laughs> um he's not confident that there's going to be a baseball season so it's it's an absolute mess it's an absolute mess what do you got brian yeah you got i that. got that cut are you not confident yeah yeah we played that one play it again why not I'm not confident, uh, Mike. I, I think there's real risk, and um, as long as there's no dialogue, that real risk is going to continue. All right. Happy Tuesday, everyone. one 919 espn one 3776 So Manfred was talking on that SportsCenter special last night, you know, the, the return to sports, uh, and obviously uh, the baseball aspect of it. <laughs> Not uh, the most optimistic, but some of them were. Uh, and Adam Silver, which you'd have to say of all the, the four sports, the four major sports, is kind of leading the charge. And at least they have a date. They have some issues to work through, clearly. But they have a date that seems like it's going to work. And it still seems like the, uh, the momentum is moving in the right direction. But over the last couple of days, there has been this players contingent led by, among others, Kyrie Irving about the, the NBA's return could be in jeopardy. So Adam Silver was asked about that last night. What conversations have you had with the players that don't feel comfortable in returning? Our conversations have been with the Players Association and their leadership over the past several months. And we worked through all of those issues in terms of health and safety, what the environment will be like on the campus. But I can only say it may not be for everyone. I mean, it will entail enormous sacrifice on behalf of those players and and for everyone involved, the coaches, the referees. Listen, it's not an ideal situation. We're, we're trying to find a way to our own normal in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of essentially a recession or worse with 40 million unemployed and now with enormous social unrest in the country. And so as, as we work through these issues, I can understand how some players may feel that it's not for them. And as, as you said, it could be for a host of reasons. It may be for um, family reasons. It may be for health reasons they have, or it may be because they feel, as some players have said very recently, that their time is best spent elsewhere. And so, again, you, you, we're dealing with a players association representing 450 guys, you know, the for 22 teams when you – Include the two-way players. We're talking about bringing roughly 375 players down to Orlando. And not surprisingly, there's not a uniform view among those players. My, my sense is we're going to be able to work through most of those issues 
over the next few weeks. But as, but as I said, that we, we also have an arrangement with the Players Association where if a player chooses not to come, it's not a breach of his contract, we accept that. All right, so there's Adam Silver a little bit from the Sports Center special last night. Uh, the uh, Player Coalition, which is being uh, headed up by uh, Kyrie Irving, as I said, as well as Avery Bradley, also put out a statement saying, in part, quote, we've had enough. Uh, we are combating the issues that matter most. We will not accept the racial injustices that continue to be ignored in our communities. We will not be kept in the dark when it comes to our health and well-being, and we will not ignore the financial motivation slash expectations that have prevented us historically from making sound decisions. Okay, so what impact will this have and and will it have an impact in terms of affecting the NBA's return to play this season? Lemke now trying to advance the runners, doesn't get the first one down. They're moving in at first and third, real close. This one he gets down. And it looks to third, fourth play, they got it! Outstanding play by Andy Pennant. John Smoltz take it out at third. All right, so there you go. Andy Pennant, his birthday yesterday, 48 years young. Congratulations. Happy birthday to Andy Pettit, our moment of inspiration for this uh, Tuesday edition of the Gordon Damer Show. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. 1-800-919-3776. We take you up until 6 o'clock. Our poll question, which is up for today on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. Uh, it seems pretty clear that the uh, the answer devastated is going to end up in the single digits. I'm interested to see just how low it does, uh, because right now the environment feels like it can't get much worse. But if you listen to the opener of the show, what Major League Baseball has been able to do has to take an environment, which it feels like every single day can't get any worse. And then against all odds, they figure out a way to make it worse. Congratulations. So our poll question, which is up for today on Twitter at Gordon Damer, if the baseball season is canceled and Rob Manfred saying last night he is not confident that there will be a 2020 season. And I know what you're thinking, in case you're just waking up. Wait, didn't he just say like last week that he was a hundred, a hundred percent they would be a bit? Yes, he did. That was five days ago. And now he is not confident that there will be a season. But the poll question is, if the season is canceled, how will you feel? Devastated, disappointed. I'll live. Uh, I'll live is only really, uh, what is it, 51% right now. And I would expect that that over the weeks, we're not going to keep running the same poll question day after day, but it feels like that that number will continue to rise. And also, we'll see what the total number of votes will end up at today. I bet you it's probably under that 500, uh, that benchmark that we kind of set for ourselves. Good poll question, bad poll question. But the fact that if it does end up under 500, that's just a sense of not anger, but just apathy. Like the people that are answering it probably are more tied to uh, to anger. But there is a lot of people that just are like, no, whatever, who cares? I, I, I'll, I'll, it, we've lived without sports long enough now that, you know, you're kind of getting used to it. And maybe that, that in, in a way that that's good, that maybe sports kind of has to win you back. Maybe that would be good for uh, each and every sport to kind of think about their customers a little bit more and, and think about ways that, uh, that, that, that truly interest them. Because right now, it doesn't seem like baseball could turn off any more. If you're not turned off by now, it, you are impossible to turn off.
But uh, let's get some more phone calls. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Oh, you know what? I wanted to touch on that NBA thing about the, the Players Coalition and, and Kyrie Irving and, and, and the concerns that are being uh, presented in that statement that they uh, put out yesterday. Well, look, the, the concerns uh, are legit. I, I think that they're deba- I think it's a debatable point. Is it better? Uh, is it a better approach to not play the season? to keep the focus on the social issues that are being talked about uh, right now throughout the country? Or is the platform of playing a bigger platform than just, you know, canceling the seasonal type of stuff? I'm not really concerned with that so much. I think that you could look at that either way. To me, the bigger issue is that Kyrie Irving is one of the people that is leading this charge. And he, look, at least to the outside, seems like the least credible person that you could have as a spokesman. Now, I get he was voted as one of the, the the six vice presidents and it but it's not just the message, it's the messenger as well. And I, I, I just can't envision a scenario, even if I agreed even if there was something that I said, you know what, Kyrie Irving is he's he, me and him are in lockstep on whatever this issue is. I can't envision a scenario where I would feel comfortable allowing that guy to be the spokesman. And I thought Kendrick Perkins actually brought up a good point yesterday. You know, the only thing that had really changed since Kyrie was on board with the, the the return to now leading this charge was that they told him he wasn't going. Now, I'm not sure if this is players going to him and voicing their concerns and he's being the conduit to getting that message out because of the star player that he is, or if this is him being, you know, the driver of this conversation. I don't know. Maybe only in his heart of hearts does he know the answer to that. But I would find it very hard, even if I was in agreement with everything that he was was presenting, I would have a hard time thinking that that would be the guy I would be, want as my spokesman. Never mind the fact that apparently if there's no resolution to the season, I didn't know this until yesterday, that would trigger an immediate renegotiation of the collective bargaining agreement. And given the current economic climate of the world, boy, does that seem like it's a horrible idea. Horrible idea. And I really think that the way this is going to play out, maybe it's today, maybe it's next week. Who knows? I think that LeBron is going to have to kind of come out and say, I mean, you know, for all the, 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 the focus on Adam Silver being the commissioner, nobody carries more weight in that league, maybe in any sport than LeBron. And I think he needs to come out and say that this is the, you know, this is the right thing. That's the right thing. And I think that uh, people will kind of, uh, to move forward from there. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go out to uh, Steve in Chappaqua. Steve, what's going on, man? Hey, Gordon, number one, great, great show. Love your take on things, your Thanks, your man. passion and uh, sensible. It's just great. Anyway, I think the point about Movement, uh, I think MLB did move to guarantee prorated salaries for a shortened season, but it came at a, a price. I think they wanted the players uh, to, to waive, waive to, to, the right to, sign this to, waive. Uh, to, to, yeah. to follow grievance. I think that's the sticking point now. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think that anything that the – unfortunately – Anything that the the owners or or Manfred as the the voice of the owners is going to present at this point because the the environment is so poisoned and was kind of poisoned even before this, um, you know I think that that uh, it, it's it's it 
even if they can work it out, it's going to take so long. I mean, I, I don't see if they are, are, are adamant about, you know, wrapping up the season before November. I, I don't see even 50 games seems like it's going to be tough to squeeze in. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just think that there's, there's so many other things. This is the first thing out of the box. The salaries thing is like the first thing. Now, maybe it's the type of thing where they get the salaries worked out and they can figure out all these other things. Uh, it just seems, given the environment, that no matter what you could, the issue could be what to have for lunch, and they would take, you know, what should be a ten-second decision or a ten-minute conversation is going to turn out to be three days. That's just the environment that they're in. So I, I just think that. Uh, you know, Rob Manfred now saying, again, it's probably just another negotiating ploy because that's how these things work. But it just seems like that there's just too much stuff to, to kind of overcome at this point. And that baseball has kind of painted themselves into this corner as a result of the way that they've negotiated this thing. Let's go out to Spike in Jersey. Spike, what's going on, man? Good morning, my friend. Um, just finishing the second dog. This is good stuff for me. First of all, if... Uh Rob Manfred, what do Rob Manfred and Nostradamus have in common? Don't know. They're nothing. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, they're predicting the future, you know. Uh, it, it's to the point, I, I, I feel for you. I asked Brian, I said, how are you taking this? Because uh, you'd watch 12 games, 15, you're a baseball fan, big baseball fan. He just doesn't have control of the situation. And I'll tell you another thing. He comes off as kind of with an edge on him when he's in these conversations. He's, you know, he's not a soft-spoken guy. He used to be a, uh, a, a broker, a, uh, not a broker, a contract guy like Randy Levine. Right. You know, uh, he did that kind that's of stuff. That's why he got the job, sure. But that's why he got the job, exactly. Now, the thing with Kyrie Irving, I'm, I'm very vocal about that. I do not think the NBA should play. And hearing that from me at my age is, is a mistake. You know, short uh, plank and the long tier, I guess. I just think the, we're up at the four now to to make a dent into racial equality and catch up uh, somehow, do something, because there's too much going on. I think they'd have a bigger platform. It's an argument. Will they have a bigger platform if they play? My theory is if they play, you'll, your attention will be diverted to the game. Yeah, you may say something. There may be a shirt or there may be this at halftime or post game, but you're still going to go, did you see he missed the, you know, he didn't miss the foul call. You, you know how people are. They're going to get their game yeah. back, and that's going to go on the back burner. I don't know how you feel. I'm curious to hear. Well, look, uh, the the problem with that, Spike, is that that's going to happen regardless. Like, the fact that it's all center stage right now and, and you need to capitalize, what the whole corona thing has, has kind of – and I guess I knew this already – what the whole coronavirus thing has shown me is that people get tired of stuff, and they get tired of the story day after day after day, even as something as serious as that – and you've seen, even though wow. the, the pandemic is still going on, people have kind of, uh, you know, they think that, like, well, you know what, I'm bored of it. So that well, means that it's over. Uh, you, that's you human see, nature. Yeah. I, that, I mean, unfortunately. Yeah, that's human nature. So they, they could cancel the season and think that the focus is, and, and have, like, the, the best of intentions moving forward. But I think that unless you continue to have a platform and, and, and the protests are all good and needed and, and that conversation needs to take place, I don't know if you cancel the season in another month and you continually have protests here or there, I think at some point people, their interest is going to move on to other things. It's just, that's just the way of the world. But then nothing will get fixed. That, well, that's I what mean, you're saying. 
Well, look, I think things will change to a certain degree. I don't know if fixed is the right word, right? Because fixed means that the problem has been resolved. I don't know. Improved. Yeah, well, improved. improved I think can be done. I think that okay. uh, I, I think that improved is, is is an attainable goal, but fixed, you know, like you cancel the season, then when does the when do you return? Right? Like when yeah. wh- when when is it do you say okay, now it's okay? I don't know if there will be that moment. I certainly won't. Be, I don't know if there will be that moment for for everyone. Well, the players used to do a baseball barnstorming, go town to town in the off season. And I know it sounds out of the, you know, sometimes I think out of the box. I think they could do that. The big names. You need LeBron to speak up on this thing. Kyrie, you know, we've talked about He's Kyrie, you and I for year. Not the spokesperson. Good, great player. Great player. We've talked to Wiring and E for years. But he's not the guy. And that's okay. That's okay. But maybe this is his, uh, his objective. Maybe it is. And if it is, more power to him. I, uh, more blessings to him. If this yeah, is the I mean, way I'm, he... not, I'm not crushing him uh, for being the person to speak up. His concerns or, or, or the concerns are legitimate concerns. And, and the approach, I think, is a debatable one. I just think that he's a terrible spokesman. I, I, I can't think of a, a less credible person that I would have faith putting them in the power, the, the, the position of power to be the spokesman for something that I also agreed with. Uh, Kyrie Irving would not be that guy. In case you're just joining us on this uh, Tuesday edition of the Gordon Damer show, when we last left you, I seemed exasperated by Major League Baseball and the approach of uh, the two sides trying to negotiate a deal and uh, it seemed like every single day we have been uh, going down the same road. And I felt like after the show yesterday, I kind of, in my own mind, it kind of made a resolution that, you know what, tomorrow something has to be, I, I, I got to get away from the baseball. But yet somehow, against all odds, in the 23 hours in between shows, Major League Baseball finds some way to embarrass themselves even more. As you remember, five days ago, Rob Manfred was on ESPN at the draft, said 100% there was going to be a baseball season. Unequivocally, there was going to be a baseball season. Last night, Rob Manfred back on ESPN. We played it for you earlier. Let's play it again. So, Rob, how are things going? It's just a disaster for our game. Um, absolutely no question about it. Um, it, it shouldn't be happening, um, and it's important that we find a way to get past it and get the game back on the field for the benefit of our fans. Yeah, the fans, right? I mean, talk about – and this is not to just single out the owners who have been horrible in this whole uh, thing. It's uh, it's also on the Players Association, as I, as I said earlier. They might not be as bad, but they're not any better either. And the approach they've had of being set in stone about this thing or that thing, not just during these negotiations, during every negotiation for the last few years, really since they got their heads handed to them a few years back, I think it was 2015 or 2016, they've wanted to get back at the owners and at any cost. And Tony Clark putting out a statement last night after we had to watch Rob Manfred saying that, well, you know, we're disgusted at Rob Manfred. Dude, we're almost equally disgusted by you, too. So, I mean, kind of read the room, guys, with everything going on right now. Uh, for you 
during a pandemic and the social unrest and the protests and unemployment, and the, the, just the general political environment, for you guys to be pointing at the other side saying, oh, can you believe these guys? No, we hate you both equally. And we really, at this point, as I said, I feel like I've been saying this for a while now, that it feels like it's much more apathy than it is anger. And it just keeps getting worse. So, look, I again, I will hope to tomorrow be talking about something different. But to think that Rob Manfred was either lying five days ago when he said 100% we're going to play baseball, which is bad, or he legitimately didn't realize the actual situation, which is kind of his job, it's a mess. And it's a mess that Manfred has had a major hand in, and it's really hard to envision a way that they could screw it up anymore. But given with the way these things have gone, I would say just give them another 24 hours and they'll probably be able to uh, figure out a way to screw this up even more. Now, the, the one story that we did not touch on yet, and we can get into the NBA stuff with Kyrie Irving and Will in a second at 1-800-919-ESPN. I don't know. Did anybody else see this story about Christian Hackenberg? Christian Hackenberg, we'll all remember, right, from uh, his time, <laughs> not necessarily on the field, but uh, after getting selected in the second round by the Jets, didn't work out trying to uh, play football. And now the story has come out that he is actually going to try to play baseball, played baseball in high school, had some success there. And I would say, boy, I mean, if you're trying to catch on in another sport, Christian, I mean, could, <laughs> speaking of read the room, read the room, buddy. There's not going to be any baseball. It's probably not the, the way you want to go. But look, uh, maybe it's the least dirty shirt. And uh, how could I interest you in some golf? Would you be interested in any uh, Premier League soccer? I mean, basically at this point, if you're not going to be able to play football, baseball seems like it would be the worst road to go down, mainly because it doesn't look like there's going to be any baseball. But anywho, anytime there's a story about an athlete who either was successful, like, uh, you know, Michael Jordan trying to uh, play another sport or, you know, Tim Tebow not uh, out of football trying to try baseball. Anytime you get these stories, it feels like there's always this kind of mocking tone as if, Ah, look at this guy couldn't do this. Now he's going to try to do something. What a joke. Imagine being Christian Hackenberg and you're 25 years old. And I'd have to assume that he's he's grown up as this like athletic freak, right? Being able to do anything, defy all the odds. And already at the age of 25, it's over. Now, I think it's a long shot that he's going to be able to do it. But you would think that his life is just kind of beginning. And now it's it seems like it's it's already flown by. So I'm rooting for him. Again, I think that the, the odds are long. Uh, it's unlikely that he'll be able to do it. But uh, here's for one rooting for him uh, for some success and, and rooting for him to at least get the opportunity. Let's put it that way. All right, let's squeeze in a couple more calls. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Uh, Cameron is in Newark. Cameron, what's going on, my man? How's it going, Gordon? Uh, long-time listener, uh, first-time caller actually on this show. Thanks, man. Yeah, so uh, I personally uh, was just curious to know, you know, I, I know Kyrie had some issues off the court as far as, like, the flatter theory and whatnot, but uh, I just was curious to know why you thought he wouldn't be, you know, a great spokesperson on the forefront of everything that's going on. Because he's got a reputation as being not a very credible per. I mean, he's got a, a reputation, and I think well-deserved, of being someone who um, just can't get along with anybody. And it feels like, and look, I, I did not come up with this. Kendrick Perkins was the person who brought it up, and I think it's a good point. You know, like in, in Kyrie Irving's mind, he was all on board with the return up until a few days ago. And what has changed? Well, the only thing that really has changed is that he was told that he was not going to be part of the return. 
And given his reputation of not being able to get along with this one, he seems like he's always going to have a contrarian opinion, not just in the silly things about the flat earth and all that type of stuff, but in, in more serious things of not being able to get along with teammates, not being able to get along with coaches. So, look, I'm not saying that his uh, if they are legitimate concerns for him, I think the concerns that he is raising are legitimate concerns. I just don't think that he is the right spokesperson to uh, to be leading that charge. I think that almost anybody would seem a more credible person than Kyrie Irving. Got it. All right, man. Appreciate appreciate uh, for you taking my call. Take care. All right, all right, Cameron. Let's look. At, we're looking to solve problems, so that's just the that's where I'm coming from. And look, it might be the type of thing. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not crushing him. Where this is other players going to him. And he is one of the, the, apparently they have six vice presidents and this players coalitions. He's one of them. Uh, so maybe this is players going to him with their concerns and he has a bigger platform than, than the, than the rank and file NBA player so that he is using his voice. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. Really only he would know that, but just given by the fact of, of what his reputation is, I would think that there has to be a, a better spokesman because when you have the reputation of Kyrie Irving, the the first time you hear that Kyrie Irving is the person bringing up these points, you kind of roll your eyes, and that's and that's an issue for the movement that is uh, very legitimate and one that you know has a debatable uh, point of of what is the right course of action moving forward. All right, it's going to do it for today. The poll question, which is up for today, is on Twitter. At Gordon Damer, all about uh, Major League Baseball. I know, we love it so much, we just can't get away from it. I promise we'll get away from it. New resolution tomorrow, no baseball. Let's see if they can get through a 23-hour span without completely falling on their face and vomiting all over their shoes. We'll see you tomorrow for our Wednesday edition with headlines, 98.7 FM. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.